Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, as always. And this is Believe in the Browns. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Tony, if last week was an autopsy of the loss of the Patriots, this week is the funeral ceremony. We've come to bury the Browns. Cleveland had first downs on the Denver 4. 14, 17, 19, 28, and 34 on six different drives and came away with 12 points. A solid two points per possession. The Broncos outgained the Cleveland by 3.3 yards per carry, averaged six yards more per completion. However, Cleveland ran 30 more plays and they won the turnover battle. So it's not all bad, right? I'm not even sure where to start because we'll go back to what I said last week. Last week, I believe I started off our podcast by saying I had felt like the week before, the week prior, that that I had been maybe a little bit too harsh on the Browns. And now I feel like maybe I was a little bit too easy on the team last week. In fact, I, I, I believe if you re-roll the tape that I actually said that they would probably win. I think I think game. we both did, unfortunately. Yeah, and um, it's one of those. It's just you know that's that's being a Browns fan, right? I mean, they they, they pull you in, like they, they make you they make you feel like this is it, and then you know the anvil, like the road runner, uh, just comes down and hits you right on the head. And the whole entire time I was watching that game, all I could think of is how how did I allow myself to believe that this was going to be anything other than a disaster. Um, I, I think the quarterback played a role. It threw us for a loop. It threw us for a loop. Yeah. I, I, gutsy performance by him. I mean, you know, at, at times I, I wished we had a quarterback on our roster that was uh, able to handle the heat uh, as well. Um, apparently we don't have that guy on our roster. Or just shut out the noise and not become part of the story. Yeah. Right? Just play the game. Well, you know, it's, it's important to not allow – reporters to get the last word uh, i mean you can't just walk away from that right you, you've got to uh got to make sure you get the last word because i mean that that proves you're the man right that's critically important tony <laughs> i mean this that that's what that's what being a leader in the nfl is all about is making sure you get that last word so yeah mr allen 12 for 20 so not horrible no. i mean considering i mean baker was 27 for 42 so i mean you do the math that's almost essentially 
the same completion percentage. Um, you know, 193 yards, and and like I said, I mean, he averaged six yards more per completion than we did. QBRs weren't outstanding for anybody. He was 44, 41.1, and Baker was 39.9. So they they outplayed us on every single front, and we had every single opportunity to to blow that game away. To I mean, to just literally crush them. I mean, yeah. when you have six possessions that you have first downs inside their 35-yard line and you come away with 12 points. The defense, fine. Wasn't a great performance from the defense. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a horrible performance, although some of the tackling on a couple of those plays you can clearly point to. But 24 points is not the end of the world when your offense has that many opportunities. I don't even know where to where to start because our inability as a defense to control that game yesterday was... It's just alarming to me. I mean, if you look at the time of possession, I mean, we, we hammered <laughs> them in time of possession. Absolutely owned them in time of possession. Yeah, they didn't need to possess the ball, you know, that long to score. I mean, they, they, they basically just cut, you know, cut through us and, and got their points. And I, I kept thinking at some point, all right, we're, we're going to make an adjustment here. That this, you know, this should be different. Things are going to turn around. And they just simply didn't. I mean, and then when we got down... I mean, it was so disheartening when we got all the way down, uh, you know, near the near the goal line, and, and you're thinking in your head, well, this is this is where you know Chubb, this is where he's going to take over. I think that was, you know, we both said that last week. That it's gonna it's gonna be Chubb, like Chubb's got to touch the ball in order for this team to be successful. And I I can't believe that we were the only two people on the planet that felt that way. Um, however, when the head coach, the offensive, um, you know, guru, the guy that that got us all the wins last year because he was offensively such a genius. We get all the way down there into the red zone and all of a sudden Nick Chubb disappears. I, I just don't, I, I don't understand it. I, I'd like to know what the explanation is for it. And, and I just feel like at this point there is no explanation for it. I, I just think we have a coach who is completely out of his element. We have a team that has no veteran leadership. Um, we have a team that has talent but it doesn't matter because they're not focused. And this, I mean, I think the season's over. I don't think I'm being too dramatic here when I say the season, the season's over. I I don't, you know, this whole conversation about how we were entering the easy part of the schedule, almost every team and maybe every team that we play the rest of the way, they all found a way to win yesterday. Pittsburgh with a third string quarterback, they won their game yesterday. (laughs) I, I mean, Baltimore against you know hey the the Bill Belichick juggernaut they won and they won yesterday in a dominating fashion I I don't even I don't even want to start thinking about what that's going to look like if that team from Baltimore shows up to play us the next time we meet ugh, I, I mean it's not going to be good we we there's no way that I don't think there's any way we win four games four games is the most I'll cap us out at this year which you know the <laughs> thing I, I I called I called my uh, yeah, a good friend of mine, a huge Browns fan. I told him, you know, if you look at where we're at, if you look at where we're at this point in the season compared to the 0-16 season, we only have two more wins than we did the 0-16 season. I mean, all this hype about how we were going to make the playoffs, we literally, you know, we you look it up. I'm not making this up. We have two more wins at this point in the season than we did when we were 0-16. This team is a complete failure. And where we go from here, I don't know. I mean, um I'm looking forward to Buffalo because that's another, you know, another easy win, right? That's another easy win. 
Yeah. Well, Buffalo is kind of the litmus test this year, right? Buffalo beats everybody that has a losing record and, and loses to every team they play with the winning record. So, essentially, they're the perfect 500 team. If you can yeah. beat Buffalo, you know you're, you're okay. And if you lose to Buffalo, then you know you're on the bottom end of the distribution there. So the, so the Bills are the, the perfect team to kind of measure up against, and uh, I don't think it's going to necessarily look great. And then just moving into brownsiness that is in the Browns, I guess we can't... <laughs> I, I guess the only thing Jermaine Whitehead killed was his career. Oof. What do we make of this? A guy, I don't know what, 15, 20 minutes after a game is over, is going through his Twitter mentions and responding to people. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's the there's a lack of well I think there's a lack of moral compass um, within the organization to be honest with you I, I mean I think th- this whole this whole season was centered around a a money grab um, you know we, we finally have a team that's out there that we can sell so let's you know let's just focus on that let's not really um, worry about any actual substance in, in what we're selling it's just about, about the hype. So you've got a bunch of guys who think, you know, they've gone out there clearly this year thinking that they were going to um, shake up the world, and we've done nothing. We've done absolutely nothing. And the maturity level of this team, uh, I mean, it. When, when you've got a guy who's checking his Twitter, I mean. Well, when you're uh, getting, I mean, what's even better is he's getting owned by oh, these yeah. guys on Twitter, right? He's he's talking like, oh, come on, take your shot, or I'll take my shot at you. Here's the address. And the guy's like, you'd probably miss. I mean, that's yeah. just fantastic stuff. It, but but it speaks to the organization. And I keep hearing this call for, for the head of Freddie Kitchens, and, and I think I've made it known that I think Freddie, you know, I've, we said it for weeks, that he's in over his head. But I, I'm tired of people blaming Freddie Kitchens because I don't know anybody out there if you were offered the same offer he was given, you know, if you were offered an opportunity to coach this team as a head coach, who's not taking that? Oh, nobody's turning it down. Yeah, so it goes back to the old Paul Brown saying, I don't blame you, I blame the person that hired you. I'm not I'm not quite hearing that noise. I'm not hearing fans calling for John Dorsey. But the reality is John Dorsey is the one who was so egotistical that he thought he could plug this guy in with zero experience and they were going to be able to roll. He picked this coaching staff. Uh, I mean, he picked Well, maybe all the it's because, you know, I mean, if you read the Whitehead tweets, maybe it's because the players don't know what the address is to the facility, Tony. I mean, <laughs> he's got 80 Lugrosa Boulevard. Yeah, you know. I think if you know a little bit about football 80 history, Len- Len- right? Ford I mean, it, we know it's 7-6 <laughs> Lugrosa Boulevard. So maybe it's just the guys are going to the wrong place every week. They're going, you know, yeah. next door. It's a welding shop. I store. guess. So a lot of business there. <laughs> Um, I I just don't know. It, it it's it's a mess. It's it, and and I hate to make light of it because I you know there's a lot of great people who work for that organization, um. But but I, I just feel like on the football end, it is an absolute mess. I mean, what do we have? We've got a lineup where uh, we're just not we're just not good. The leaders on the team, you know, Odell Beckham's supposed to be a leader on the team, and and I. I will swear to this. I will take this to my grave. I was watching the game yesterday, and if you remember, there was the, the catch he had where he kind of he twisted and the came, double catch, the, the double catch. catch. Watch that play again and watch his eyes. At one point during the run, as he's veering towards the out of bounds instead of gaining more yards by staying inbounds, he looks up at himself, uh, like he's actually watching himself on the video board instead of scanning the field to look for where to run in the open field. It's it's. 
I, I mean, I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong, but I'm telling you, hey, watch the film. Watch the film and then call me a liar afterwards. But I, he was actually watching himself. But I, you right. know, maybe I'm being petty. I mean, but his shoes did look great. I love, I love the clown shoes. Very appropriate. Um, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe he needs a red nose to go with it. Um, but it's, it's a mess. I, I don't, as we're, as we're preparing for Buffalo, I don't even know where to start because there are so many things right now that are not working. I don't even know where you start as far as repairing this. I would say the discipline because there were a ton of false starts again. Yeah, I mean, we, the same stuff, you know, which these are easy things to correct. I remember we were told that the Well, week we before. corrected the turnover thing largely, oh, yeah. right? I mean, well, so, hey, you know, one game, you got, uh, <laughs> you know, so no, no Baker turnovers this week. We're progressing. Yeah, we're progressing. But, okay, so obviously I think the trip to Denver was an unmitigated disaster on, on every single front. You get beat by a quarterback who has never thrown an NFL pass with a defense that's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. That's just unacceptable on, on every level. Now you have an actual real defense coming in. This Bills defense is no joke. It is one of the top defenses in the league. So how is this offense going to compete because really if you're looking at it the only teams and this is i guess kind of sad to a certain extent given who one of the teams are uh the only teams to score more than 20 points on the bills this year are the dolphins <laughs> and the eagles i mean they ha- they held the pats to 16 and obviously the pats look a little less yeah. great given their their uh performance against the ravens but most teams aren't cracking 14 points against the Bills. How is this Browns team going to do it? It's not. It's not. It's not. And, you know, I think our our worst fears are going to be realized on Sunday. Uh, that being, we're going to be at home with a team full, you know, we brought all these stars in. There was all this hope. And, and I think this is probably going to be, the, the game where we're going to have to, after this game, they'll start having to make some some serious uh, decisions. They're going to have to start looking inward. I mean, I honestly believe... Is somebody getting fired after this game after they lose? I think somebody has to be fired. If they lose after this game, someone has to be fired. Who? It's not going to be Dorsey, but it really should be. It should start at the top. It's it's just not going to. And it's funny how we'll, we'll make excuses. They'll make excuses for him, and we got to give him time to grow. But, you know, the reality is... Um, it, it, it just you've you've got guys that are here. They are here on a revisionist history record of of of, of success. And I think you've you've invested so much time and money into them, um, and you've given them so much power that it, you know the owner is probably not going to let guys go, just because I look at how long we held on to Hugh. You know, with the win eight and eight in Oakland. I mean, I, I heard that until it was blue in the face. I, I don't think the well, owner, I mean, he did go eight and eight in Oakland. Yeah, we well, did. Oh, he yeah. did. <laughs> He did, and uh, we, which eight and eight uh, right now it looks like you know we kill for eight and eight, right? I mean, uh, well, he he'd still be here <laughs> yeah. if he was able to go eight and eight here. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. But uh, but I, I don't know where you start. You can't fire the owner. Um, you, you know, uh, I would say you have to start at the GM. But what is what is the thing that this franchise needs to do? And we've talked about tear it down and all that stuff, but they have changed owners, they've changed GMs. They've changed head coaches more times than you can count. They've changed quarterbacks more times than they've changed GMs. I mean, they've changed everything you could possibly change about this organization, and the results are the same. 
year after year after year after year. It can't be just as simple as, hey, get a new GM, get a new head coach, get a new quarterback, because all of those have been tried. What is it about the new Browns, to a certain extent, right? Because there's the history to the old Browns um, that was a successful one. What is it about this new incarnation of this franchise, and I say no, new even though it's been 20 years, that just cannot seem to get out of its own way? I just feel like it's been a series. I, I used to uh, refer to it as the uh, the emperor's new clothes, right? Uh, you, you've got you've got folks who are in charge, who are making football decisions that have no experience making football decisions, and then they the, and then they surround themselves with people who are just going to um, simply go along with what they say, validate what they're saying by just nodding their head, clapping like trained seals, and uh, they, they'll go three years. Things aren't successful. They get fired, they leave a couple of their people behind, and then a new person comes in, they surround themselves with yes-men, they get fired, they leave a couple people behind. And essentially, I, I, I liken the team now to like when you go to the Grand Canyon. And you're in the Grand Canyon, you're on the river, and you're looking up and you see the layers and layers of sediment over the years. That's the problem with the Browns right now. Or There are layers and layers of people that have been left over from failed regime <laughs> after failed regime, and it is just, it, it is basically a... Um, just a, a, a pile of just, I hate to say failure, but it, it, it's been a pile of failure. It, and now, especially after this year, I, I almost feel like you need to do a, a wholesale cleaning out of the entire facility because you've got so many people there that have, um, they're just ex expecting this after a while. I mean, how could you be positive after, after living through all of this? But how many I people... Mean, we're just over the moon, right? I mean, this year was supposed to be the year, and and I mean, man, you live in this city, you talk to these people just like I do. Everybody, even if your expectations were tempered, I'm talking tempered expectations. You expected eight and eight, nine and seven. I'm sure Vegas made a killing, or whatever the local bookie is here in Cleveland, yeah. right? I'm sure they're cleaning house right now with people that bet. The over on wins well, okay, or well the then, Browns to the Super Bowl. Then let me let me revise my statement. Fire everyone but the marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because they, they truly had everyone in this town believing this was it. It, 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 it you have to build you have to build a, a franchise with people of character, of people who are willing to buy in. I don't think Odell Beckham, I man, I, there's no doubt that he is a talented player. But is he a person of character? Is he a person that I want on my team? Is he a person when I have the youngest roster in all of you know professional football that I want this guy to, to be molding my young players? I mean, he's a selfish guy. He's, he's all about him. There's a reason why the Giants, who are as bad as they are, had no problem getting that guy out of town. I mean, there's a reason for that. I mean, it's the same with the, you know, an Antonio Brown. I mean, you, you think that you think the Steelers let a talent like that leave simply because they didn't want to pay the guy? They got rid of him because he's a cancer. And you can't, when you have a team of young individuals, you can't have people like that on there. Otherwise, you you have your, you know, second string players screaming they're going to kill fans after a game. I, I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's what you wind up with because there's zero there's zero leadership. I mean, you, you've got you've got a quarterback who's the leader of your team who's more worried about you know hitting the mark on his drum solo during his pregame warmups or you know having his mustache right so he could look like a funny guy or whatever during the press conference. I don't get it. I mean, the, the focus is not on football. The focus is on everything but football, and and this is the result. You don't have 
you don't it's a rudderless ship. And you know the Giants have the same record as the Browns, right? <laughs> so Sands Odell, they're playing just as well as the yeah, team that has him. I, I don't remember them being in the playoffs with him. I mean, were they in the playoffs with Odell? I don't I don't really remember any of his amazing playoff catches. <laughs> I mean, he's he's not the uh, modern day Lynn Swan, right? I mean, no one's going to ever remember the greatest Odell Beckham playoff catch. I mean, he's not bringing that unless maybe he goes to New England in a trade here before the end of the season. <laughs> maybe we can we can trade uh What's their quality control coach? Maybe we'll take New England's quality offensive quality control coach and put him in charge of our offense and see if, if that works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Other than that, I think you know we're heading the right direction. All right, so so let's <laughs> let's let's do a little bit of a clean this up. Kind of a preview to to the Bills. All right, you got you got Josh Allen there on the on the offensive side of the ball, quarterback, and but but you have some interesting pieces. In that team, the receiving core is probably not one that's going to scare a whole ton of people, with Brown and and Beasley as your as your two top receivers, but competent receivers that are performing well um, in the roles that they're asked to take on. And then you have you know the rookie Devin Singletary there for them in the backfield, and then you have the ageless from the U, Frank Gore, who at 87 years of age is still probably still gash our defense. I mean, yardage. So. Are, are they going to be able? Is this defense? Is the Browns' defense going to be able to stop this Bills' offense? Because I'm pretty certain this Bills' defense is going to be able to stop the Browns' offense. I, I think we we and I got to rephrase. I think we should we should be able to control their offense. Will we control their offense? I really don't know because I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think um, not being in the building this week, it's going to be hard to tell. I because I think talent wise, this team should be able to beat Buffalo. But if we should have been able to beat Denver. I mean, if they play the way they played against Denver, we will not. We will not win this game. I mean, they. But haven't we said that essentially every week? Yeah. If they play like this against, if they play like this against. So as a result, I'm going to say Buffalo was going to come in here and beat us because I don't. Until they prove me wrong, I don't think they have the heart and the intensity to get it together and beat a team. They just. How did they beat the Ravens then? Right, I mean I that has know. to be the flukiest thing of the season, then, because I mean they get smoked by the Titans, they beat the Jets, yeah. okay, and the Jets just lost to the Dolphins, so let's, yeah. you know, the Dolphins, for as bad as everyone thinks they are, if the drafts was today, they'd have the fourth pick. There's yeah. three teams yeah. <laughs> that are worse than them, right? They lose to the 49ers, and the 49ers are exceptionally yeah. good this year. You know, some people may say, oh, they're scheduled, blah blah blah, whatever, right? Lose to the Seahawks, lose to the Patriots, lose to the Broncos, somehow manage. To beat the Ravens by fifteen. Well, I, th- I think we just caught them. We caught them on off week. Every week, every team has an off week or can have an off week. I mean, look at the Patriots. Yesterday, the Patriots just look completely outclassed last night, and they're and they're they're not. I mean, I, I I'm I'm pretty sure if those two teams meet ten times, Bill Belichick's going to win seven, six or seven of the ten. Uh, I mean, so. Every team has has a bad game, and and you know I think Baltimore too. Um, the difference between Baltimore and, and a team like the Browns is Baltimore's gonna f- they're gonna figure out what's wrong, and they're gonna find a way to win because they have leaders on that team. It, it, I, and they have a seasoned head coach. John Harbaugh's an excellent coach. Yeah, I mean we do not we don't have any of those things. I mean we've got guys who are individually talented, but they are not a team. Um, and we have a coach who, 
did a really good job at, at navigating through Todd Haley's playbook last year, but is having a very difficult time navigating through his own this year. And and I I don't know what the solution to that problem is. I mean, what does he do? Like, does he step down and, and let someone else take over head coach and he goes back to offensive coordinator solely? No, but or, he could I give mean, away play calling duties this year or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta ease the burden on yourself when you're stepping into that role you don't have to do everything and i yeah. think that's probably in my opinion i disagree with you to a to a certain extent on the whole john dorsey thing um your job is your job is to assemble talent and i don't think anybody can question the talent of this roster i understand the whole issue of hey we'd love to have people that are great people and care about everything that we care about i just don't think when you got 53 guys in the locker room you're ever going to have 53 guys that are fully on board with whatever it is i think you can have a majority so i'm not necessarily as concerned with that as you are and and that's fine my issue with dorsey is him not coming to freddie before the season even started when he was hired even and say you're hiring an offensive coordinator and you're delegating those duties to this individual or you're not getting this job yeah. Because he should have known at least how difficult that would be to manage specifically for a rookie head coach. It's difficult for experienced head coaches to yeah. manage offensive or defensive play calling duties, depending on what side of the ball they're from. For an inexperienced head coach who you had mentioned last time had never even been a coordinator, essentially, prior to the last few games of, of last year when kind of yeah. got thrown into the role by default that is an error on Dorsey's part that is in my opinion that's the unforgivable mistake I, I disagree I, I don't, <laughs> no, I'm just not a fan I, I you know I think for as inexperienced as as Kitchens is as head coach I, I'm really starting to doubt just how how experienced John Dorsey is at being a GM um, I, I, I you know I, I know like I said we allow people to come in here and write their own resumes but um I find it hard to believe that this is the guy that discovered Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Mahomes and, you know, he built these dynasties and he just goes from town to town building dynasties and just gets shown the door for no reason at all. And, and I, I just, I'm not buying it. And, and as far as the, I mean, when we talk about chemistry, think about this week. I, I mean, for weeks we've been saying we got to, we got to get, Ch- I, I, I thought that Chubb would have had 150 yards, and I told multiple people that, 150 yards and two running touchdowns yesterday. I mean, that's what he should have had. Okay, now this week, we haven't been able to get him established, and now this week we're, we're going to put another running back into the mix. I mean, this thing is about to become just a... a yeah, but you can say that, but I mean, if you're not... If Baker's not doing anything throwing the ball, I mean, if, if he's essentially completing, you know, 56% of his passes, I'm going to let him try to throw especially given all the turnovers. I'm going to pack the box. So your best bet is to yeah. not necessarily hand it to Chubb all of those times. It's to try to get Baker moving because if you're running to, into an eight-man box every day, then great. Now you got second and eight, and you got third and third and six. Yeah. You well, know, and then now you're even more behind the eight ball, and then the, that's where those turnovers happen. Yeah, and then and then Baker will make he'll make a throw, get the first down, and then we find out there was an illegal procedure before. Well, <laughs> yeah, it comes back anyhow. So, all right, yeah, hey, all right. Could, so, it could be worse. We could be uh, we could be a uh, Steelers fan, but well, wait, they're, uh, they have a better record than us. And yeah, yeah. All right. So what's the pick? <laughs> what do we got, Tony? Let's 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 wrap this. Uh, 
let's wrap this funeral over as we as we bury the Browns season. Uh, I say thirty-one ten Buffalo. Thirty-one ten Buffalo. I I don't know if I can disagree with you. That's with their I, defense I, scoring I'm, at I'm, least one touchdown. With their defense scoring at least one touchdown. I I see us like I said. We win two more games. I think this season is a success. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will have accomplished as much as we could possibly accomplish. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I just see them struggling these next few weeks. Uh, well, once you lose the locker room, I, I mean, I'm being totally serious here. Once you lose the locker room, which I think you have lost the locker room. I mean, when you've got you've got the Twitter thing and you've got guys. I mean, you can you can feel it. You can feel it in the post game press conferences, uh, the the post game comments. I mean, it, it is a it is just an ugly stew of misery, and that that's only going to get worse if they it, you know this was away this is in Denver when when this happens at home against Buffalo now you're going to start having the fans who week one were going bananas for that opener and even though we lost they came back for the second game just fired up and ready to go because hey week one we'll give it we, you know we'll we'll throw that one away. But now we're going to flip the switch. And if they come in and they get smoked by Buffalo, you're going to see the crowd turning. You're going to see the players starting to point fingers. And and that's where I think building a team that has it lacks senior leadership, it lacks mature you know team leaders, it, the whole thing's going to fall apart. Yeah, it's going to fall apart. I mean, they're zero and three at home. So if you go zero and four at home with the the hype that this team had preseason, um, I am glad I'm not going to the game on Sunday. Because if, if they lose, there's going to be a lot of just drunken shenanigans kind of throughout the stadium. And that's uh, that's just the way it's going to be. And I I don't want any part of that, man. It's 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 not going to be a pleasant show. No, and and, and, I, and it's to some extent you have to feel for the fan base. I, I know it's they made a conscious choice to buy their tickets or whatever, but but you know I I, I just can't help but feel for this fan base that they have been once again sold a bag of goods. Like I said, they they've marketed this thing amazingly. I mean, they had everyone believing that 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 this was it, right? And I mean, how do you go from the, the talk that maybe you know fourteen I know that some of that was inflated but even if we say ten and ten and six how do you go from that to where we are right I, I, now even with nine the and seven and eight and eight yeah like I mean like I said I mean even the people that had tempered expectations as I said earlier were looking nine and seven eight and eight I mean and and you know it's funny I was talking to my dad yesterday and he goes man I, I Baker Manzel you know and I was just like ugh man really yeah. are we are we that far already and yeah. and that the altered jersey that maybe next year i mean that's just yeah. fantastic stuff by the fans but it's 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 hard to see a turnaround coming i hope it does come i agree with you though i think 31 to 10 is a good spot i i i wouldn't be surprised if the score lands there i don't think this defense should give up 31 points to that bills offense but like you said, I think the Bills defense could probably put some points on the board or just give you some short fields yeah, yeah. that, hey, you know, you got to go 30 yards and you get a touchdown or you go 10 yards and you kick a field goal. You're going to have some opportunities like that. I don't think they necessarily have to win this game, but they have to be competitive. Yeah. So 
a somewhat slight sad end to uh to today's show i guess uh, if you enjoy the show please subscribe and rate the show on itunes spotify google play stitcher luminary and tune in you can find us at believe.com b-l-e-a-v.com and at believe podcast at b-l-e-a-v podcast if you're interested in advertising on the show please contact believe at b-l-e-a-v dot com that wraps it up for us browns backers uh we hope to talk to you next week on a slightly happier tone but as browns fans we're not necessarily banking on it should, should we give a street address in case people want to fight us um, um <laughs> if, if you would like to fight us i guess we'll give you the appropriate address it would be 76 lugrosa boulevard uh but all comers welcome i guess yeah. and I guess maybe if your tweets were written in a little more understandable form, we could, but we're out. Have a good one, Browns fans. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.